Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Military Brat Podcast, Military Life by Kids, for Kids, or for anyone who's curious, and my name, as always, is Avery Gannon, and today I have a bit of a surprise. So, for the first time ever on this show, we actually have a full-fledged author on our show, and I'm so excited to get to introduce her and talk about her wonderful children's book that I actually do have a copy of, um, I Move a Lot, and That's Okay. But before we do, as always, this podcast is from my own personal experience and it's from my own personal opinions. It is not meant to exclude, offend, or talk about what every single military child's life is like. But without further ado, I would love to introduce our guest, our author and consultant, Miss Perry Knights. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, sir. I'm also a military brat, but I'll grow up. Yes, exactly. We all... It's all. It's part of you till. You, it's part of you till you die, man. It's part of you till you die. So, keep it with you. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. It's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. So, before we really dive into your book and your author experience, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is some of the pieces of your life and everything that really spun you into be like that made you a military child and really, like, made you want to write a book about being a military child. studied all over the world. We moved every year or two years. I think we had one time where we actually waited four years before we moved, but, you know, you move a lot. And um, I wished that I had a book like this when I grew up. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of books for military kids, and I'm not that older than you, but still. And so I decided I wanted to be a lawyer, and then I kind of spun that and said, you know what, I want to teach people how to appreciate the law. And that's fun to say, you know what, I want to help people understand when you grow up, what you need to be doing in the workplace. So with that said, I'm a learning and development professional. I teach adults how to um, behave in the workplace. It can be conflict resolution skills. It can be how to manage projects, a little bit of everything. And it took me back to my first love of, you know, being resilient, just understanding how change works and being able to pivot, right? Especially in the middle of a pandemic. And I said, with this extra time I have at home, where I'm not traveling to and from the office, I want to write books, but yeah. more importantly, I want to write books for kids like me who grew up, who travels quite a bit, and um, change became constant, so here we are um, a couple books later. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I really... I read the book um, a few months ago. I ordered it, and I read it, and I was very impressed. I was like, this is, like, full-fledged. It's got, like, all the all the pieces of moving and it's got like the correct terminology and everything i was so like wow this is actually like a really good source you know and i was yeah you could absolutely it was no there's yeah how do i like infuse some of our military terminology how do i incorporate another language and let people know hey come into our world because people typically just think of the service member they might think of the spouse but they're not always understanding what the children are going through. So, you know what? We're going to talk about it. And so, there'll yes. be a whole series. And that's very, that's very like, real to a lot of kids because a lot of programs, when you do move in the military, you usually have a, well, of course, the actual active duty member has their own employment, pro- they have their own employment, like, lifestyle, and they work and everything. And there are usually spousal programs, but there's not as many programs for children who are in these, like, extreme developing periods of their life and probably need it the most, so, because they don't know what's really happening all the time, and I definitely think that knowing that people are writing about it, knowing that people are talking about it is a really big deal. So, how did your lifestyle and growing up in this military family, 
and tying it into like becoming an author and writing about it, how has that affected you now? It's just opened up a different world for me. Uh, I always hated the question when somebody would say, where are you from? And I would hesitate like, okay. Oh, I hate that question. But my first actual place living was England. And then I actually got the social in Texas. And I'm like, oh, God, where am I from? I see you. You have these moments. It's a little, it creates a little bit of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. And so I kind of adopted the terminology. Like, home is where my family is. And I'm just there for the moment. But I'm not really from anywhere. And I said, how do I explain what we know to exist to those outside of the military world, right? Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm all grown up. But I said, if I can explain some simple concepts to kids, we can create an appreciation for the kids who move a lot. Yes. Because I feel like we kind of fell through the cracks somewhere along the way. Not that there wasn't some support there, but there can always be more. Mm-hmm. And when you ask something like, where are you from? Depending on who's on the other side of the question, people really panic. Because you're like, I don't, well, like, I just moved from here, but I'm not really from there. And they would say, oh, you're German. I was like, well, I lived in Germany, but I'm not really German. I just finished high school in Germany. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? It's so. Yeah. Exactly. You kind of just like you're just kind of like okay. Well, I can either give you the backstory. I can give you like the answer. I've kind of pre-prepared, and I really do think that's something that there is such a large community for military children that is under talked about a lot of the times, and it's weird because you you don't especially notice it as living on like as in living on a military base or living with other military children and things like that or going to school with them because I honestly didn't notice it until I really got back to about here and all of those all of the kids that have lived in one place their whole life or have lived in maybe one or two places or have not really had that military experience they all ask very similar questions and there's a lot of them and like and there's usually I I don't mind answering the questions I I find it flattering and I'm like okay that's really nice of you that you care and I'm glad that you want to learn but it's weird to me that so many kids don't know something so pivotal for like a such a large group of people so it really kind of made me think like this is strange that no one's really talking about this you know and that's it exactly because you would say oh well that's weird it's like well it's not weird it's just different right Mm -hmm. and the things that make us different make us special in a good way Mm -hmm. and so i would say i would think there's like hundreds if not thousands of kids on every base like how do people not know our experience is different i said you know what our thoughts our feelings and experiences matter i'm gonna write about this because so what i get a lot of interest in is is actually for people who are not in the military Mm-hmm. And they want to understand a little bit more about it because they assume it only from like the um, parent's perspective or the service member, maybe the spouse. They don't really get uh, moving so much makes you really flexible, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you're like a chameleon; you can fit in anywhere. Which yeah, is really cool. absolutely. But at the same time, it comes with a lot of hangups where you you don't really feel settled anywhere because you know the next adventure is around the corner. You're looking for the next thing. You know, you got friends across all backgrounds, but there's a whole lot of people don't understand it. You go, you know what? I'm going to write about it. I'm going to fill those gaps with great Yes, I absolutely agree. There's so much... I've always been very interested and I talk a lot about like the kind of the psychological aspects of being a military child because I myself am still going through the psychological aspects of growing up and there is that sense of like oh yes I know I have a lot of experience under my belt I tend tend to be a little more mature than some of the kids I know and 
I tend to grow and adapt very quickly to my scenarios, my situations, but there's also that sense of never really being able to sit still or never being able to fully give yourself to the place that you're living at the whole time. Cause like even the friends that I have here or the friends I've had in the past, like they're all great and I love them and I, th I think they're wonderful people, but a part of me is always still with one foot out the door. Like, okay, I'm just going to get ready to leave because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What I always say is I left a little bit of my heart and my mind in every station. Absolutely, absolutely. And a little piece of me is there. And so when I get to visit again, I get to relive that moment when I go back to Germany and visit my house. You know, mm -hmm. we were in Wiesbaden, but we lived in Gertheim. Yeah. I get to go back and see my house. It takes me right back. And a little piece of me, it just stays everywhere I go, which is, which is cool to some extent because anywhere you go in the world, you have friends, you got friends that became family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's I think it's amazing when you really get that sort of that sort of experience behind your belt and you can leave those little pieces of you and then when you return you see how much you've grown as a person and you see how much like even even looking back at some of the pictures from when I lived in my last duty station or even some thinking of some of the memories uh, I look back and I was like, wow, I'm a completely different person from when I left. This is, so, it's, you, it blows your mind. You don't realize how much you change until you look back and hindsight's 2020, but you really do get to see yourself grow as a person. Yeah, and all those memories come back, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when all of them. <laughs> oh, how did I forget the bowling alley was Yes! Here? You know, see, for those who don't know, the bowling alley is typically like the spot it's the hangout. for military kids on base, right? It's one of the few things that you have. Yep. It's the and one, you the go one back place. To that moment, you say, "Oh yeah, you remember things that you forgot because every time you move to the station, it's a flood of new experiences, and your mind can only hold on to so much at a time. So you pack it away in a box, keep a little tape on it, and so the next time you get to visit again, open it up." Yes, exactly. And sometimes it can be a little bit more painful to look back, and sometimes it can be a little bit more exciting to look back. But all, but no matter what, all the memories do come back and you do get to revisit it whether they be angry anxious or angry or super exciting or even a little bit sad sometimes you do look back and you're like well i'm glad those happened either way because now i have a piece of my life somewhere that's really special to me and i'm not really sharing it with anybody it's kind of my own yeah mm -hmm. i absolutely I, I, agree. I, I, Absolutely. I totally agree. Even just talking about some of the, the different things I've done in the past, every, everything, people are like, wow, that's really interesting. But it's really, it's another thing when you take them to these places and you show them and I'm like, that's where, I'm, that was my old house. Or, oh my gosh, that was like the first house I ever lived in. Or, oh my gosh, my neighbor still lives where I used to live. Like, it's, it's crazy and it's right. mind-blowing and it's just like, you still sit and you think about it and like it's it's very personal but it's also really really good to bring others in because then you're just like okay now you've got a now you understand me a little better you know yeah and Absolutely. so i think of every book like that right so as an author when i'm writing i'm you know i'm writing for the child who's gonna read it 
but I want people to be able to understand me a little bit better. They're like, oh, that's why you like to move. Oh, that's why you don't mind. You know, you're picking up friends of different backgrounds. Look, everybody you know doesn't look like you. I'm like, no, that's not the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. friends that have become family across all backgrounds, across all cultures. So we have a level of, um, I won't even say it's acceptance. It's like a level of just love for a diverse background. Yes, I, I absolutely. Just as you are, wherever your family is from, whatever you guys cook and however you dress. And I love that just as is. I'm not trying to accept you, quote unquote. I just love you just as is. And so I have friends of so many backgrounds that I'm grateful for. So we celebrate the Asian American Month and the Black History Month. And we celebrate the Spanish, you know, History Month and yeah. all the other cultures because you got a friend whose mom is just like your mom mm-hmm. that happens to be from there. And she's teaching you those cool recipes and the language. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's something I just get really excited about. So I miss my world yeah I definitely you get that very diverse experience and you and even and it's so funny because growing up and moving around a lot especially when I started to attend international schools and things like that you really get that sense of like oh everyone is we have one common strain all like all of us are doing this together but at the same time we all come from a very different lifestyle i knew some kids that may have had it really well growing up some kids that didn't have it so well growing up but no matter what we all just saw each other as people and we saw each other as these friends and these great uh like this great bond that we all shared because we all had one unifying thing that maybe we wouldn't have known each other if we didn't have this one unifying thing but it's good that we do now because we get to really connect and develop a friendship over the other things that we have in common that maybe weren't so obvious in the beginning Yes, and so absolutely. I, I think like, um, you know, and people say, oh, you're just praising the military community. Yes, I am. Right. Yes, we are. Because we can find one thing that we have in common, and that's enough, enough for us to have a great friendship yeah. and to become family for many years to go, right? Exactly. Other things we don't agree on, and that's fine, but that, those few things we say, you know, we're in this together, and that one experience, you know, finds us, and that's enough for me. I don't even focus on the differences. I just focus on the things that... Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, and she exactly you get those sort of like wholesome moments that really you latch on to and you feel like and you can take with you even if yeah even if you don't have similar political views or if you don't have similar the backgrounds of growing up or you don't have similar religious views anything that may anything that may cause a little bit of a drift or divide if you can focus most of the time with military life you can focus on the good experiences or, or the strain that you are both military children or you've gone through the same thing and it lets you like click with these people a lot faster and maybe these holdups won't matter so much in the future maybe they may have different political views but maybe you don't even talk about politics maybe you just live like and you go do other things and so you but you wouldn't get to know them unless you had this one thing going through yeah i agree like as we focus on things that we agree on and the experiences that we share that is what creates those great relationships and friendships and bonds that are 20 30 40 years down the line like i still have a friend that i connect with from and it was like the fourth time we moved, it was probably like six at that point. We still talk. Yeah. You know, and, and his mom is like my mom, my second mom, my mom is like his second mom and dad is the same way, you know, because mm-hmm. um, both of our moms are from the 
from another country and their you know, dad was a service member. And we connect to things that are different. We don't even bother to talk about, but like, let's focus on we can play on the playground. You know, in those moments, like you're saying, that connect you forever. It's just a unique experience that if you're not a part of this community, you can learn so much from the kids because the level of love they show to each other it's like love is just taught. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I know that, you know, division is taught as well, but the love is just there naturally for your friends, for each other's families, and you just come together for those experiences. And I say, you know what? We got to talk about this more. We Absolutely. We got to talk about the things that bring us together i full like i wholeheartedly agree i mean like even though yeah i mean everyone and every group has a bad person or a bad bunch maybe once in a while you'll run across one obviously that's just life but honestly if you really do get to know people just based on the fact that you all have this this strength together and you all live in the same scenario you really do realize okay yeah we may have our differences and we may not even get along in a different setting but right now i have your back and you have mine and that's what we're going to focus on because we're together in this and honestly i would rather be with you than be at it alone and go through it by myself because being on both ends of the spectrum going through moving by yourself and deciding okay i'm just i'm not gonna make friends when i move here i'm only here for a little bit of time i'm just kind of not gonna do it or i'll barely talk to people or i'll just be like hey or mm, i don't really feel like making friends it's much easier to go through it with someone even if you may not ever speak again after it's just easier to have someone and be like, wow, even when I look back at this point in my life, wow, I remember this girl and I, we were really close. Even though we don't talk anymore, we were great now. We were great then. And it helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, and you're right, though. Like, you want to go through it with someone. And in mm-hmm. the book, um, Grace, her best friend is Carrington. So it's a spinoff of a different friend of mine by a different name. But I remember, and I, I love to tell this story about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time we had moved to that new base, she saw me walking to school and pulled over on her bike, you know, this was, well, we were probably like eight then, and she's like, you want to ride to school? That's Just so sweet. Friendly. Yeah. I, I literally rode on the handlebars. I tried to do this recently, but of course, you know, we can't do this in the stage. Right, but, right, um, right. I rode on the handlebars. You know, just in the front. Yeah. And she took me to school. And then after school, because I was coming from like TLF, you know. Yeah. Which is like, it was probably like 10 blocks away, which is not far, but technically far. Yeah. It's like, and she mm. me home. I get that. And just amazing. like that, we became friends because her mom was like, who are you riding around on your bike? <laughs> and my mom was like, why are you riding around on someone's bike? <laughs> and so our, our moms met and realized they had so much in common and they're still friends now. However many years later, they talk every single day. Her and I talk about once every two weeks. But, like, sometimes your experiences will bring your families together. And that's what happens. So every time I see her with a bike, I'm like, can I ride the handlebars? Of course, we can't do this now. But right, of course. To look back at the experience <laughs> and laugh. Go to thought somebody just being friends, like you're saying, and trying to have the experience together created a lifelong friendship among families, not just two people. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. It's so much more, it's so much more satisfying to have someone with you and so much more wholesome and filling and like it really, it sticks with you even if like, I mean, yes, I've had problems with either past friendships or past uh, relationships and things like that and we may not talk anymore but even when I look back at those memories, I can freeze that moment in time and be like, you know what, in that moment we were great and in that moment we had a really awesome connection and I'm so glad you were still a part of my life even though we may not talk anymore now just because of circumstance. I mean, I understand 
understand moving is not exactly easy on the mind it's not move easy on the soul it's just it's it's hard to do it especially multiple times one after another and you're just kind of like okay as, as fun as I do have moving around I really want to be able to be that kid that can like kind of settle or I want to be that kid that can like sort of just like stay in a place for a little bit even though i do enjoy the whole moving around and i do enjoy like getting to see all these new places it's really it's really strange being the one on the opposite end of the spectrum that's like oh well i might just pick up and leave i might have to but on this but at the same time you enjoy the time that you have there and i think that makes it a lot easier on you instead of just sitting there and being like okay well what if i don't make friends or what if i don't want to make friends what if i'll just barely talk to anybody instead why not just reach out and be like because it's so it's so loving and so great as such a great community that everyone is like i want to be your friend i will willingly reach out and you'll reach out right back yeah so that's it um i was just kind of like that person because i have three siblings right so yeah we kind of had our own monopoly game anywhere we went we had our own cards game but nothing else you need monopoly in your life you need to set a card yeah oh yeah Yes, we are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's the crazy that's like that's what i say like it's the weirdest thing like we are literally all across the world and yet so few people like because it, it's not really something you can see on face surface but like you you really grow up in it and then you don't if you don't tell people about it nobody's gonna know like honestly if you nobody knows and so i really that's why i think that really went with a lot of the backing of starting the show because i was just like okay i'm kind of tired of being like no one can relate to my situation and even though yes i have friends who are in the same boat as me they they don't know anyone outside of the military schools that are going through the same thing like me and i was just like okay well i think it's about time that i create a platform where we all create or you wrote a book and it just it connects people and brings them together and is like oh i'm not alone in this situation like i'm not by myself which is really important to me Exactly.
Yes. <laughs> yes. Technically, like. Absolutely, and I think honestly, and I've met some of the other people that do like do similar things. And honestly, the best part is that there is none of this like cutthroat kind of competition between other creators or other like authors or podcasters even like i i met um this i met a guy named shannon on my last episode and he was he's he we, we went we lived on the same island for three years and we didn't even know each other and it was the craziest thing and wow. like we had no idea because it's so underground and so not talked about and he was and i made a joke at the beginning of like oh i hope there's no competition but then i realized when i was talking to him i was like but you know what though like we are legitimately just trying to achieve the same goal of representation and showing and getting people to know who we are and getting people to know what what we really want people to see and being like hey we're we're everywhere man like like let us we want to tell our story we want to let everyone know who we are and how we're doing as a community and it truly was just a moment of instead of like oh i'm gonna have the better show or oh i'm gonna get more views or i'm gonna get blah 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 over it it was more of just like hey we both have a good platform let's just come together and make it something that really could help somebody out there even if it's just one person it's honestly so like rewarding in that aspect as a kid um i, I gotta say i never really experienced feeling alone like that because i have three siblings mm-hmm. and at the same time i read a lot so i always had a book i was i was always in between pages it's probably hourglass now i'm always reading at night too <laughs> but you want to have a shared experience and to go through it with somebody and books help people to do that mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I have two sisters of my own, and they are a great support system, and they, the strange thing is, and I think I I did talk about this with my youngest sister, um, because my middle sister was like, I don't really want to be on your show. I'm like, hey, it's okay. I get it. And, um... There's always one that doesn't want to. There's always one. She was like, oh, mm, I don't really feel like it. I'm like, okay, well, fine. It's cool. But, um, I was talking to my youngest sister about it, and she was like, well, you know, we grew up in the same house, and we, yeah, we act as a support system for each other, and it's, it's great that we are, but we have such different life experiences even though we lived in the same places for the same amount of time and I was like you're so right because she is three grades younger than me and so when I was starting middle school she was knee deep in elementary school and when I was starting high school it was her first year of middle school so it's just very different experiences but at the same time strangely strangely soothing because you could always talk to her and be like I know we don't see the same things and I know we don't always have the same either lifestyle or ideals and things like that but you're still there for me and we still go through it together and we can still be like oh my gosh isn't Kara being annoying or oh my gosh isn't mom and dad totally on your case today like it just is kind of nice to have that back and forth with them yeah mm-hmm. so your siblings like quickly become your friends especially as you get older just like I can't believe I'm hanging out with them yes <laughs> but um you know because you, like you said you do share the same experiences it's a little bit different but they become that friend who, your, your first friend, and probably the longest you'll, the longest friendship you'll ever have because they truly understand you more than others will, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they, they're always the good ones to pull those experiences from, like, oh, my gosh, do you remember that one time we were traveling through, like, Vietnam? We got to go all do these cool things and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh, do you remember when you were, like 
walking and you tripped near you tripped near the sea fountain at Singapore and it was just like it she'll, they'll bring up the embarrassing ones first but then you get down to the bottom of the good ones you know wow like remember that time you walked into the wall in the hospital oh yeah absolutely and then we realized you needed glasses I was like yeah I, I, I remember that <laughs> I remember that very well <laughs> Absolutely, I, I totally understand. Um, I I think that they they're a good support system, but they're also really good just for later in life. And even because I mean, right now when you're always at that age, you're kind of like bonky heads and everything. You're smashing heads and everything, but you really do get down to when it when you need someone on your side, no matter what you may be going through. It's really nice to have someone that's always going to be like, you know what though, I understand what you're going through, and I'm going to stand with you because you're my family, and I and even if and even the people that aren't directly related to you is like by blood, which I think is a really big thing in the military community too, because you develop a family that isn't by blood, and um, those people will always stand with you and side with you. Exactly. Like we have been through so much together. You've seen their highs, their lows, their you know the crying. People have lost someone who didn't come back from deployment, or he came back changed. You know, PTSD is a real thing. Yeah. And you know, seeing those highs and lows in someone else's family, mm-hmm. you cry together, you laugh together, you play together, and that person is your family. You know, it's just an extended sibling. Mm-hmm. They're just. They may not be like if you looked at like a doctor wouldn't say that you're family, but but everyone else around you could still you would still understand that that deep bond runs so like thick and so down low, and I really do appreciate that, especially like even I always love the terms like second mom or second dad because I have a few of those and like or a few like that go through my head whenever I think about that, but um, it's because they are so like impactful in my life, and yeah, they're not technically related to me. But they're still so, they still would take care of me if something were to go wrong, like my parents would. Yeah, I remember um, when I learned to play basketball, a friend's dad taught me mm-hmm. how to play. Yeah. You know, he put up, uh, you know, they lived in the cul-de-sac on one of the Bay Street, and he put up that, uh, the rim with gold, and he taught me how to dribble and stuff. Mm-hmm. My, my dad was a toy. Yeah. And her dad became like my dad. And he taught me how to play. Or when I learned how to ride my bike, my brother, he, my dad was deployed again. My brother put my bike together. He taught me how to ride. He's eight years older than me. You know, he mm-hmm. taught me how to ride. Yeah. Like, that, that happens a lot where other people become just like another parent. So you're like, oh, this is my dad. This is my other dad. This is my other dad. Exactly. You know? And so you end up with like 15 dads. So by the time you get married, there's going to be like 15 dads trying to walk you down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, guys, <laughs> they're all... They're all, like, serving a different purpose in that same role. They also, a lot of times for me, too, they take on the role of, like, uncle or aunt. And so I'll be like, oh, this is my uncle. This is my uncle. This is my uncle. They're like, wow, your parents had a lot of siblings. I'm like, oh, half the people here I'm not even, like, blood-related to. But they're still technically my uncle because they raised me like like my actual uncle did. So it's very, very calming and very, like, nice to always have people that even though I may not be even though I may not be an actual part of your family you still accept me as one of your family which is something I'm yeah. that I'm like that's so sweet and it's a true love right mm-hmm. like, this is uncle so and so this is auntie so and so and they're like what 
Like, everybody's your aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, they just truly love you. They want to see the best for you. And mm-hmm. that's it right there. I have rarely run across someone in our community that was, like, standoffish, that was rude, you know, that didn't want to help you. Unless they're dealing with some issues of PTSD. That yeah. But for the most part, everybody is very loving. And it's like, okay, so you're you're outside too late. Come in this house. Call your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. you supposed to be right here. It's like, what? It's like, yeah absolutely (laughs) i definitely i feel i mean they even just like i know there are a few and even i know it's a little bit more temperamental but sometimes with the kids because even when you're especially for like first time moving people i mean i was so young i didn't really pick up on it as like oh i'm moving i didn't really kind of understand what was going on i was just kind of like okay we're picking up we're going but um it was more to like when I would see kids move for the first time especially when I was in like middle school I loved being that person there or having someone my close friend group just be like okay come on let's like let's help you because you're you're freaked out and I honestly I understand because just even moving multiple times after a while you always get that sense of like okay what if they don't like me what if I don't do anything what if I oh my gosh and like I and so when you're on the opposite end of the spectrum and when you're adjusted and you've got your friends and you've got your other family members your aunts and your uncles you really it's so nice to be able to be the the other person that helps and how now help others and be like oh you're new great let me pull you in and help you because that's that's really that circle that goes around in the military community that I think really brings everybody together of like once we'll help you get adjusted and then once you're adjusted you just want to help other people that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so you see that at the very end of the book, um, Grace is introduced to another girl. I can't remember her name right now. I think it's Sylvia. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, this is my name, Sylvia. I live across the street. She's got a soccer ball. And then the response is like, I'm Grace, and I move a lot. And that's okay. So, mm-hmm. like, again, starting that adjustment. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you see someone else moving in, and you're like, oh, okay, well, let me walk over there and say hi. Mm-hmm. Because let me let me be the first one to say hey yeah absolutely i mean i met my like one of my closest my one of my best friends of all time i met weirdly he was the last person of his family that i met which is the strangest thing because they lived in the same apartment building as us but we would run into his dad with boxes and we were like hey do you need help moving and then i realized oh my gosh this guy is part of like he and I would go to, um, he was homeschooled, but I went to school, but I would see him at, like, the bus stop on runs and things like that, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I know your dad, and he was just kind of freaked out, and he'd be like, what? Like, you know my, you know my dad? I was like, well, yeah, I think I do, like, he's moved into our apartment building and everything, and then you slowly get to know these people, and I, I mean, their family is, like, a second home to me, and so they, you get to know these families and even meeting his like younger siblings I would babysit for them and just like we would watch them together and just growing up in the same environment and knowing that no matter what you just you had someone with you and you had and even though I'm not with him anymore and he's overseas and I live over here we still make time for each other and we still because we still understand like you know we need each other and to to completely let that go would be worse than just trying to keep in touch every once in a while yeah because they become a part of your story Mm -hmm. and you you gotta talk to them and so the next cool thing is that like you could wait a whole year to talk to somebody or two years and then you pick right back up where you left off absolutely that is it's so so, uh, it's so wonderful and life is happening 
happening and you don't hold it against them. You're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I get to talk to Jamie now. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm talking to Mickey again. You know, that's their big thing, that's their running. Mm-hmm. But you're just like, hey, how's it going? Like, let's catch up and see so catch up for a couple of hours and then you're good till the next conversation. Absolutely, yeah. And there's no, there's none of this, like, like vol- like you have to keep like this compulsion like oh my gosh I totally I have to keep up with this person or like oh no what I haven't texted that person in a little while oh crap they're gonna be mad at me or oh we sh- I need to talk to this person every day like I honestly don't think like that and it's it's strange for when people are like I'll talk to you every day I'm like I know you won't but you won't. it's you, you won't. and life gets in the way I know I get it I like no it, it's that's that that beautiful like like youth and like naive kind of like oh my gosh I'm gonna write to you every day I'm gonna call you every day and I'm like I don't think you will but I'm gonna keep up with you either way even if it means we only talk every like what two years maybe once a month every two years in between great and like and even if we don't then I know picking up with you is not gonna be a challenge because we have just we've been through it multiple times with each other and it's a lot easier to think about as like oh I'm just I'm just talking to an old friend instead of, oh my gosh, I'm maintaining a relationship I feel uncomfortable maintaining, you know? Yeah, yeah, so that happens all the time. It's like, oh, you know, because you probably say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write to my class when I move. Yeah, I'm going to write to your class. I never did that. After you're adjusted, only people who reach out to you constantly are you going to reach out. Yes, that's so the truth. The story, um, I was saying that Grace is going to write to her her teacher, Mr. Mossberg. Mr. Mossberg was actually my second grade teacher. Yeah. Right, and so this is when we lived in Turkey. I tried to mesh different areas of my life together, mm-hmm. you know, thinking good objects so they don't get the full story, right? Right, right, right. And um, I, I did write a letter to the teacher in that grade, not this teacher's name, and a friend of mine actually called me and was like, remember when you wrote that letter and you said how Italy stinks? I was like, I didn't say that. But like, you did say it. It said it had sulfur in the air and it stinks. <laughs> technology just because I, I mean I'm, I'm a gen z kid i grew up with getting a phone not younger than like like i was in middle school and i got my first phone i mean i wasn't one of those kids that was carrying around like an iphone in fourth grade but like i and i went through the flip phone phase too but um i absolutely really grew up in this age where even just like texting a lot of people like a lot of adults would give a little bit of hassle when you were when i was when you'd move and be like oh but texting's so much easier than writing letters i'm like yes but we're also kids who do everything like we have we nonstop. I think every single day I nothing crosses my nothing I can't forget anything that I need to do. And so if 
I see something that needs to take priority over sending you a text, it just might take priority and it might distract me from taking away from like talking to you or keeping in touch with you. And so that's why it's so important to me when people are like, oh, I want to reach out to you or hey, how have you been? Like, I haven't heard from you in a while. And I'm like, oh, yes, I meant to text you. How are you? And then I'm, I'm so excited to hear from them and like getting back in touch with them. And it honestly really does make me want to maintain the relationship more and it makes me be like okay so they're giving some so i can take let me give some back because i'm not going to be the one that's also like a dry texture which is the lovely term for a lot of kids whenever you start getting in touch with them after like a year and you're just like hey hey how have you been and they're like good and then nothing <laughs> and you're just like oh okay great great so um but it's really nice to get the that kind of reciprocation back and be like, oh my gosh, I live in I live in Italy now. Hey, that's great. I live in the U.S. now. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna move there in a few months. Let's talk. And I'm like, yes, you know, just keep it going. That is nice. It always nice when somebody else reaches out as well because I reach out to a lot of people and I'm just like, well, wait for me. Let them reach out to you too sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. So I get that and I'm like, hey, where are you living now? Like, where did the wind blow you now? Mm-hmm. That's the joke. Like, the wind is blowing. Yeah. And but, oh, I didn't see now. Like I was up there last month. I didn't know you lived there now. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, just reconnecting, finding the balance where then you can see people. Or you know, now things are a lot easier. But um, and I'm a millennial, but I had a phone at twelve. Yeah. You know, um, years ago we were we were living somewhere overseas then, and like we had phones, but everybody my age didn't have a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like that prevents you from calling you because like you're one of the people you know is a phone. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to high school, more people had phones, and you had the ability to text each other. So you know it happens sometimes. But, like so, there's always drive texters. Right. Some right. of them don't talk to you. Mm-hmm. On Absolutely. Text, like one word responses, which is a little weird sometimes. So you just you know you look forward to the opportunities where you can connect and you make new friends, and then I'm connected my old friends with my new friends, and hoping they hit it off because I hit it off with both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I agree. And especially, it's weird to me because, like, the strangest thing for me, especially with moving, because, I mean, I got my phone right around that age, too, and just, and knowing that, like, okay, so for the first two duty stations I lived at, I didn't have a phone, I didn't, none of my friends did, especially, like, when I was living in California, I was, like, a second grader when I moved. So, honestly, if no one had phones, your parents had phones. And since everyone lived so close by, it was like Facebook wasn't the hub that it, we use it for now because we weren't so far away. And since everyone you knew was in like a 20 minute radius, it just wasn't, it didn't make sense to have Facebook or use Facebook when you could just see each other in person. That's just like the logic that went into it. But then when we moved and I started to get a phone and everything just recently about probably about four or five months ago, I found like everyone from my old Girl Scout troop that I lived in San Diego with. And I found everybody because we all had our little like social media platforms. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard from you in like six years. How are you? And like just getting back in touch with them. It was so sweet. That is cool. Mm -hmm. Someone posted in one of our um, rap groups a photo of my second grade class, the third grade class. And I was just like, somebody tagged me and I was going, I didn't know where any of these people were. Yeah. And so it was so cool because no one lives in the same country now. But it was just really cool to see them tag everybody mm-hmm. and for us to start talking again. And yes. trying to remember these funny things about what the library and the school and playing pool and, you know, at, you know, at the youth center, which mm-hmm. is like uh, two streets over from where I was living on base. Right. I mean, just to like recreate those memories and like for San Diego, look how small the world is. I
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like out in town. I guess out in town is not really a technical term for San Diego, but I was, I was born out in town. But then, like, I, I grew up there in that little tiny bubble. And then once you kind of break the bubble, you really realize, like, oh my gosh, wait, this is the world is huge. Like, I didn't even know. I didn't even think about it. Cause like the huge world for me was like, what Disneyland, which is like in two hours away, and that's about as wide as my barriers would go until we really moved over to the other side of the con the country, and just getting that experience and growing and making, and it really helped you grow as a person because yeah, you're sad, but it really taught me. Okay, here's how you make fast friends. Here's how you keep the fast friends. Here's how you can maybe let go of some of the fast friends without having that like burden on your conscience because that is sometimes a little bit of a struggle with me like when I was moving my first few times before I really got in sync with it I was like I need to keep in touch with everybody I have to it's the one thing I know I, I need to keep in touch I need to keep my relationships going and then I realized like well if they're not trying should I keep trying I don't understand I don't know if that's a good idea and then eventually it just got to the point of like you know what though we left on a good note we didn't end with anything bad let's just keep it like that and then if i come back let's go out and get some coffee or let's just have a good time have a nice talk but we don't need to audit to like talk every single day and i think that's now a maturity thing but it also helps you like grow throughout your moving they're your people if yeah i'll be chasing like what thousands of people mm -hmm. there's no need there's you know, just no, yeah. Five good friends that you kept up with, or like, you know, the friends that are family, mm -hmm. that's enough. You don't need to have everyone. So that's something else that I learned, like, the world is our oyster, right? Yes. And I spent most of my time in Europe and in the Middle East. So when I moved back to the States, people were like, can I drive to Germany? And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I realized, like, it's nothing to make fun of them. It's just, like you said, their world was there's 30 miles around their city. They had yeah. never left their city. And then I'm thinking, my entire world is getting on the train and going to another country because I can get on the train with my friends the day you had, like, a holiday from school. Yeah. And I could ride from um, from Germany to France. We could go to, uh, to Disney in Paris in a couple of hours and come home, right? And your parents let you do that because you were responsible enough to do it. Right. Money in your pocket. Someone in the group had a phone. It was fine. You know, we spoke enough French and German to get around. And you're thinking, wow, I, I can't believe I really did that. I really, like, took a one-day trip, went to another country, had a great time, but that was the world for us then. Yeah. And it's, like, such a, such a crazy experience for other people. Absolutely, and just, like... I mean, I did more when I lived um, overseas. It was a lot of, like, Asia, and so a lot of different aspects of different, like, little islands off Japan or mainland Japan and then going around to the countries near there and just, like, and talking about some of these things and talking about where I've been and things like that, it's interesting to really get down to, like, okay, well, yeah, I did a few times. I went here and there, but, like, it, I would take friends with me on some trips. Like, we would go to, like... We went to a dance competition in Hong Kong. That was just like, that was the nearest country that offered it. And so we were like, okay, we'll do it. And we went and it was, it was amazing. And like going and just having these experiences. And then I didn't quite realize until it comes out of my, until it came out of my mouth the first time I was saying things like this to my friends, I really didn't realize like, oh wait, their, their trip to Hong Kong is like Pittsburgh. Like that's their, their kind of big out trip or maybe they go up to new york or maybe they go to california and things like that and so and getting to travel like that especially growing up it makes you realize wow i actually had it really well even if i may have not realized it in the moment 
Especially that was like one of the cool things I noticed when I was interviewing um, Shannon for my last episode. I talked to him and he, I was like, so mine is kind of more general about like aspects of being a military child, like the moving and the deployment and things like that. And he was like, oh, well, mine is more my own personal experiences and my own personal story. So I'll bring my friends on and we'll talk about all the cool things we did. And I was like, that's, that, I didn't even cross my mind to think about doing something like that. I thought, oh, I'll think big open and I'll think a lot of people can get around with it. But he was like, well, it's, I'm so glad I did it the way I did because I now have this sort of connection with this i have a deeper connection with the person that was on my show and then people also really do get to see into my life and be like this is the real deal like this is this all really happened and i was like that's that's actually really cool so i might have to do something like that i might have to start doing that yeah and this podcast i love that uh, the whole phenomenon of podcasts people are inviting you into their world like into their house you're in my living room right yes in your house and we're talking online in like thousands, if not, what is it? We'll be watching. <laughs> we can so up, right? From Japan all the way to the US and up and down the hemispheres. Technology is just fantastic. It's insane. It really is just like. And even knowing, like, oh, even FaceTiming my friends overseas, it doesn't strike me as, like, as thrilling as it was until it really hit me a while ago. I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, I just called someone who's 7,000 miles away from me. And that was, it was no sweat. Maybe we had a little bit of a connectivity issue for a minute, but that, no sweat, no problems. And, like, thinking about that and sitting in, like, really and then writing about it or talking about it or having them on my show the next week which it was just like whoa this is like this is crazy like i there are people out there i mean even looking because sometimes you can see your statistics of which countries are like which countries you have a population in or which countries people listen to you i have some of the countries i've never even stepped foot in and they listen to it and so it's just nice to know it's just so nice to know that people like listen to it and they can relate to it or enjoy it and be like you know what though i'm not like by myself you know that's mainly my goal and that's what i like about your podcast like you're you're by yourself filming it but you're not by yourself like you're listening and connecting with new people like but for this we wouldn't be connecting mm-hmm. and talking about our own shared experience even though we're years apart and in different places in the world we can share our experiences, but just like that, we've connected and we'll stay in touch. So that's mm-hmm. why podcasts 
want to, you know, you don't have to be a part of the military community. You just have to have an appreciation for these experiences and want to connect and learn more. So, you know, I would say mm-hmm. share this with your friends that, you know, people listening, share this with your friends that aren't a part of the military because you'll know somebody eventually who's connected and you want to be able to relate to them in an authentic way. Mm-hmm. Something like this helps you kind of bridge the gap because, I mean, we're, we're like unicorns. We're in different groups. Absolutely. But then you go around other people and you're like, I am a unicorn. Like, and I honestly, even when I meet someone that knows even the slightest bit about like what I've gone through, what I've done, they're like, oh, were you like, when I tell them why I've moved so many times and they like kind of stop me, they're like, oh, you must have been like a military child. I'm like, stop everything. You know, oh my gosh, that's, are you a military child? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just want to do a quick little promo for your lovely book that I read and I thought it was fantastic. I can't believe it, it was so good and just reading and looking through it and I was like, this is like involved, but it makes so much sense to me. And like even knowing and looking and reading and being like, wow, this is like a legitimate book that makes moving seem a little less like scary to a lot of people. So if you are, if your kid is a move, is trying to get into the moving spirit and they're having a little bit of trouble, I totally recommend you go pick up I Move A Lot and That's Okay by Miss Tremaine Perry Knights because it is fabulous. It's fabulous. Thank you, thank you, thank of course. you. And if you're listening, get a copy for your local library for the school on base. Mm-hmm. For um, you know, for like the counseling services on base because it's not enough to just have it in one area. So share with as many people as possible. There's mm-hmm. an ebook, there's a paperback, and there's a hardcover available. Mm-hmm. And someone gave me this really cool suggestion. They were like, I'm a military person, not my husband, so they wanted to see the mom as the military member. And so I did that. Yes. So it's, it's, I move a lot and that's okay. Axel's story. Mm-hmm. So the main character is a boy and the mom is a service member. Mm-hmm. So it's the same story, but you know, like you said, you just want to make sure everybody's represented. Absolutely. I got mine on Amazon. I really do love it. I think it's, I, I, I honestly have shown this to some people just because they were curious and I told them, especially, um, cause you were one of the first like full on adults to reach out to me and everything. And I was just like, wait, oh my gosh, she's like a book, like an author. Oh my gosh, wait, okay. This is kind of like a big deal. Whoa. Okay. And especially a few of my friends here, they were like, okay, well let me, let me see her book. Like, let me, let me read a little bit of her book online or I'll get it for myself. So that way we can talk about it. And I was like, Yes, exactly. That's the kind of support that we want to see and all the kind of connections we want to, like, develop. Thank you for sharing it. Of course. It was just kind of me sharing a little bit of myself, and now I can say I left a little piece of me inside of the book. And so I'm now I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just really glad to share with other people. So they're saying, hey, my kid's having a tough time. And so I started reading the book, and while they're not completely okay with moving, they're a little less anxious than they were the day before. And that Absolutely. made me feel really different. I think to avoid the serious and the low down topics of being a military child is almost worse than not saying anything because it's not all rainbows and cotton candy and yay, I move all the time, I travel, I'm experienced, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of like, yeah. there's a lot of bigger problems that come with it. Like you you miss your family, you miss your active duty member, you can get depression, you can actually develop a lot of social anxiety, social anxiety issues and things like that. And I think that should be talked about a lot more. It really should because there's so much that happens. People go, "Oh, kids bounce back," and it's like, "Yeah, they do." But it takes a long time. Before something happens, and if you're not careful to really help them along the way, you can really mess up their development. Absolutely, you can really it can. And, or even if it's not even helping them, but just letting them figure it out themselves. I mean, luckily I kind of 
know how to dig myself up out of a hole if I'm in it and things like that, but just because I've gone through it. But to know that some kids don't know how to do that or don't have that kind of support system is it's dangerous to not have anyone for you even if even if i'm a stranger but you still listen i still am like i'm absolutely going to be here for you no matter what but yeah yeah i definitely think so but thank you so much for coming on the show and thank you so much for talking about your book today Thanks for inviting. I feel like we could talk all day, but I know it's like a limit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to invite me back, I am more than happy to come. Absolutely. And, um, this is just the beginning. Like, I, I can't wait to see your podcast, like, as a part of the military family magazine or, like, ACs to feature, you know, some kind of stuff on their website or military times to pick it up because it's needed and no one tells it from the kid's perspective. Absolutely. So this is, this is a, a voyager feeling that I hope that they just catch on and say, you know what? I need this. Thank you so much. That means, I mean, that means so much. Even just to like, it's small, but it's it's going somewhere. It's bouncing off something. It'll be, wh- whether it gets there fast, whether it gets there slow, it's just nice to know that there is something happening there and it's being talked about. But thank you so much to everyone for listening to the Military Brat Podcast, Military Life by Kids for Kids, or for anyone who's curious. And next time, we actually have another very special guest that I'm going to keep on the lowdown, but that'll happen next time, too. And um, until then, we have an Instagram account at Military Brat Podcast, and we have a website at www.militarybratpodcast for more information. And we release episodes every other week. But thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for coming on the show again. Thank you. Like, let's keep connecting. If Absolutely. You guys want to connect with me, yes. Um, mili- was it booksformilitaryfamilies.com? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And definitely go check out her book, I Move a Lot, and that's okay. It's fantastic. <laughs>